welcome to Free Flow. I am Melissa Catherine Lotusar, and here today with me is a very special guest, Miss Alyssa Kratz. Alyssa Kratz is a yoga therapist and yoga teacher specializing in yoga for addiction recovery, injury, illness, and recovery, and mental health. Alyssa is a wonderful practicing and teaching yogi on the Big Island of Hawaii, and today's topic that we will be speaking about is yoga therapy and healing addiction. Hi, Alyssa. Thank you so much for being with me today. Hey, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. Um, So I have a few questions lined up for you, and we'll get through them. And um, I'm just really excited to have you on, and you are such an epic yoga teacher. Um, But let's just jump right into it. When did your journey into yoga begin? So my yoga journey began at 18 um, and potentially a little different than most people's, Um, you know, so we're talking about um, yoga therapy as it relates to addictions recovery today. And so I myself am a recovering addict. Um, And so when I was 18 years old, I was uh, really just like a a hopeless, out of control, um, young addict. And so I was sent to rehab and I was, um, you know, nowhere near, um, what we think of as a yogi or yoga practitioner by any stretch of the imagination. But in that treatment center, um, we had to do yoga. It was a, a part of the curriculum and, um, It was a 12-month treatment center, so I was in yoga for my 19th year of life, and um, uh, at first, um, we we had to go to yoga class, um, but I was really just completely uh, defiant, and I wanted nothing to do with yoga, and so I would go to the yoga class at the treatment center, and I would roll out my mat in the back of the room, and I would sleep um, for the entirety of the class. I would never stand up. I wouldn't move a muscle. I would just sleep well, on my yoga That's amazing, considering you right now. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, what, what ended up happening, what got me actually started moving around in the yoga class was that um, there was a rule. So I was a cigarette smoker at the time, um, in addition to a bunch of other things, of course, is why I landed in rehab. But um, they, uh, we were allowed to smoke in the treatment center, smoke cigarettes. And um, after a couple months of me being in this facility, they made a new rule, which is that if you did not participate participate in the yoga classes that they could pull your cigarette privileges and so I actually began practicing yoga in rehab to maintain my ability to smoke cigarettes (laughs) that is one benefit of cigarettes then (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want my smoking to be taken away so I did yoga (laughs) It was a bit of a forced play to start out. That is one way to start for sure. Um, So you started, you (laughs) began your yoga journey because you wanted to smoke cigarettes, which is amazing. Um, (laughs) What were some of the benefits that you noticed right away when you began to practice? Um, Yeah. So as I, as I think about that, you know, um, it took, it took a little bit. So I, I started practicing yoga begrudgingly. Um, 
again, because of, you know, the rules at this facility that I was in. Um, And what ended up happening, like I said, it was a year long facility. So by the time I got out, I had been practicing yoga for, you know, six or eight months or something. And um, I don't know that I even as such a young person um, was consciously aware necessarily of what the quote unquote benefits were. Um, but I knew that I liked it. So by the time that I wrapped up in that treatment center, I knew that I liked yoga. And um, this was 15, it's going to be 16 years ago, um, in, in 2004. And so um, uh, I, you know, I didn't have friends at the time that did yoga, I didn't know people that were practicing yoga. Um, but when I got out of treatment, I just kept going, they had a yoga class at my local gym, you know, and so I just kept going to yoga. And it wasn't a like a, in my world, it wasn't a trendy thing or it wasn't a thing I did with my friends, but I would, you know, I would go to the yoga class and I'd get out of yoga class and smoke cigarettes. And, um, you know, my, um, my lifestyle at the time I was 20 years old was frozen pizzas, you know, cigarettes, (laughs) soda, you know, and I didn't know any better. I grew up in Wisconsin and that was kind of my young lifestyle. And um, what start what I started to clue into was that, oh, like yoga is not just this physical exercise practice, this is about living a healthy life. And so um, I started to make some, some other changes, you know, I started to uh, attempt to stop smoking, which I was able to do. Um, I started changing my diet, you know, eating, um, you know, what I knew to be healthier foods at 20 years old. Um, so I think those were some of the early benefits was just understanding that this could be a, that this could be Mm -hmm. a lifestyle that I can make some other choices that support wellness for myself. And that all came slowly. Um, and I think, um, you know, one of the, one of the major benefits, and I would say this was about five years into practicing yoga, but again, I was really young was that, um, I really feel like it started to shift uh, my depression, you know, so I got sober and I really experienced still quite a bit of depression, even though I was sober. Um, And I think that the postures that we practice, um, the way that the postures adjust our physical body and the way that we hold our body, um, the deep breathing that's inherent in a yoga practice, I really started to feel like that started to shift me being that young and sort of going through what you went through as far as like being addicted to things, substances, um, what, when did you really find the culture of it? Like were the yamas and the niyamas part of your practice at the rehab center? Were they ever spoken about? Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely not while I was in treatment. Um, I would say that, yeah, around around four or five years into practicing yoga, um, I found, uh, maybe it was around four years or something, I found this uh, studio. So again, when I first came out, I was just practicing yoga mm-hmm. in gyms, yeah. you know, and so a lot of that, at least where I was going, the spiritual message of yoga was um, was mm-hmm. left out. Um, and I moved around um, four years sober, four years into my yoga journey to um, Tucson, Arizona, 
And um, I just got involved with a studio there where I met really um, teachers who were really profound for Mm -hmm. me at the time, Uh, an Ashtanga yoga teacher, as well as um, the man who I've worked with as my main yoga teacher all these years. Um, His name is Chris Konieris, and and it's with him and with that Ashtanga teacher, uh, Lisa Shrimp, that I started to get into um, the you know, a more expanded view of yoga, studying the Bhagavad Gita, studying the yoga sutras, incorporating some of the meditative or spiritual aspects of the practice into my life. Um, So then what, throughout your journey as a practitioner, what did you always know that you wanted to teach? No, not at all, actually. And I had never, I never considered it. Again, like I had said, when I first started, um, no one in my group of friends was practicing yoga. So I would just, it was kind of a solo, you know, thing for myself. And when I moved to Tucson for self-care. Yeah. Yeah. Just like my favorite class at the gym, you know, was the yoga class and um, not a big deal. And uh, I started to really enjoy it though, and get a little more into it. And when I moved to Tucson, my, my humble intention was like, I just want some friends that do yoga. I just want to, I wanted to get more into yoga and I found that studio that I mentioned and um, I got anchored in at that yoga studio. I did the, you know, free trade, worked at the front desk um, for classes. And so I was, I was kind of embedded in the, the community there um, and still and never crossed my mind to teach. Um, the impetus for that came from, I was working at a coffee shop And I guess all I ever talked about was yoga because one day, one of the girls that I worked with at the coffee shop, um, she actually said, Hey, so if you like yoga so much, like, why don't you become a yoga teacher? And I had honestly never even considered it. Um, and she kind of put that seed in my head and, uh, like just really planted that seed. It wasn't an idea in my own mind. And when she kind of put that seed in there, it grew into a desire to, uh, yeah, you know, maybe this is something I want to do and to seek that out for myself. So I ended up doing the teacher training. And where training. did you do your first teacher you training? Know, I did my first teacher training at um, this aforementioned studio. It's called Yoga Flow. It no longer um, is operating in Tucson, Arizona. But um, I got to do that training with my teachers, Chris Konieris and Lisa Shrimp. Um, yeah, so at Yoga Flow in Tucson. Great. And so then... Um... Now you are, you have certifications in yoga therapy. And this is one, like, probably the main reason I really wanted to have you on is because mm-hmm. I am one of my main teachers, Laura Kupperman, is a phenomenal yoga therapist. And um, I don't feel like enough people really know what that is. So could you go into, like, explaining mm-hmm. what the difference between a yoga teacher and a yoga therapist is? Yeah, absolutely. So um, a yoga therapist is most often going to be treating either small groups um, and maybe small groups with a specific um, issue, say like addictions recovery or like trauma recovery, or they're treating individuals and they're using um, like specific Uh, applications of yoga to treat that patient's or that client's unique needs. Um, So, so, you know, one of the things that sets a yoga therapist apart is um, uh, a much higher level of training in the field of yoga. Um, And then the other part is that they're really looking to treat an individual 
an individual's specific needs. You know, so if we go to a yoga class at a studio, um, the yoga teacher might be teaching, you know, backbends today and everybody in the class is sort of getting the same experience. Whereas um, as a yoga therapist, most of my work is with clients one-on-one. Um, and I do work with small groups as well, but, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. it's one-on-one. And um, I'm, you know, evaluating that individual based on their specific needs. So that includes like a history of injuries or surgeries, their current health conditions or status, whatever it is. Um, We might be looking at mental health aspects like depression or anxiety or insomnia, you know, trauma, you name it. Um, And, uh, you know, we might be even looking at their lifestyle. So are there uh, and so then taking all of that into consideration, um, we're pulling from this vast um, repertoire of yogic techniques that could be um, relaxation techniques, meditation, um, uh, Ayurvedic mm-hmm. suggestions like uh, adjustments to diet or lifestyle, sleep schedules, um, as well as, you know, if it's injury recovery um a yoga therapist should have a deeper knowledge of anatomy, um, a deeper knowledge of uh, the body's kinesiology Mm -hmm. so that we can uh, teach that client specific exercises, um, you know, to balance or heal whatever it is going on in their body. Right. So you're sort of like you have, you're doing more of like an intake with the client or the small group in which you're working with and and specifying and getting more specific with them to sort of reach attainable goals. Exactly. It's, um, it's therapeutics with specific goals in mind, um, you know, and then treating the whole person, you know, so we're not just saying here's an exercise routine, but we're looking at all aspects of their life could be their relationships, their work, you know, and just, I don't know, seeking those places where there might be disharmony and trying to bring harmony where possible, you know, through, through natural, um, the the interconnectivity of it all. I mean, we've sort of already hit the answer on this question but um just to clarify and to maybe like simplify how does yoga Mm -hmm. help like or if you can give this in a simple explanation how does yoga help to heal addictions injury illness and mental health Mm -hmm. yeah so um You know, so one of the areas that I work is at a treatment center for drug and alcohol recovery. Um, And so the patients there have a a primary diagnosis of addiction or alcoholism, however they come. And then most of the people that we're working with, it's, you know, it's not a, it's not a standalone diagnosis. Most of them are also struggling with, um, you know, Mm -hmm. depression, anxiety, plenty of them have a a deep trauma history. And so, um, you know, one of the care of what I'm losing the word, one of the characteristic um, things we see with addiction is just this kind of inability to be with the present moment, you know, it's a, uh, and that's why we seek for something outside of ourselves to change the way that we feel in the moment, you know, and so in my experience, um, you know, I don't know that yoga can help heal addiction, or I don't know, I mean, maybe it can, I think it can definitely help. Um, and, uh, the way that I see it help is to, um, offer these, uh, clients or offer people and, uh, a pleasant experience of the present moment, you know, so this experience where, um, 
all of a sudden they feel confident in their body or their mind feels at ease. Um, you know, I had a, a patient once just to kind of give an example um, who was diagnosed with generalized anxiety mm-hmm. disorder, you know, and so she um, years and years of uh, kind of high anxiety and um you know, a few weeks into her being at this um, facility where I work, um, you know, so she's done a couple yoga sessions at this point. Um, and of course, what I'm working with those, those patients, the idea is always, you know, emphasis is placed on breathing and their comfort, you know, it's not so much about performing postures or getting it right, but just about breathing and um, giving them this um, interoceptive kind of experience of their bodies where they might not have had in a really long time. And so um, at the end of the class, she was just looking really peaceful. And um, when she finally opened her eyes, she looked at me and she put her hand on her heart and she said, I think that's the first time I've taken a deep breath in years, you know, and so we're, yeah. And so we're getting people to, you know, we're using the body to access, like you said earlier, a parasympathetic nervous state, which, you know, in the case of, um, of chronic anxiety or addiction, that parasympathetic state can be extremely elusive, you know, and we also know that that parasympathetic state is extremely healing, you know, so it's teaching them uh, tools to get into that parasympathetic state to experience um, quiet mind, Um, you know, in the case of trauma, where maybe they've spent years dissociating from their own body, um, we're, we're trying to get them to have a comfortable, uh, respectful, safe experience in their own body again, you know, so they can kind of re-inhabit themselves, mm-hmm. um, you know, just bring them into a sense of wholeness. So, um, you know, and then we know that the brain is plastic, yeah. right? And so the more that the more that these people practice peace and practice stillness of mind, um, the more we build neural pathways for that. And, you know, we kind of strengthen that muscle towards peace and towards, um, being comfortable and confident and, you know, we weaken that muscle of anxiety or depression or whatever those loops are, you know, that kind of feed into addictive tendencies. One of my favorite quotes from every yoga teacher is it's a yoga practice, not yoga perfect. And really that, oh, that's for sure. what, what we're doing. We're stringing those moments together, you know, making them, Mm -hmm. making them uh, closer and closer than rather than few and far between. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think just really bringing that practice into, um, you know, like yoga and these states of meditation, those they're not for, um, you know, people other than us, like, oh, holy enlightened beings, you know, that's, that's who, that's who experiences meditation, that's who experiences peace, you know, not at all. It's about encouraging, you know, us, our students, um, my yoga therapy clients, you know, that, that those (laughs) are, yeah, our neighbors, our family, that those states of, of stillness and peace of the mind, that's for us, you know, that's, that's for us to access, even in our first yoga practice, you know, we can access those states of mind. And just like any muscle, um, you know, we exercise it, we get better at it. And, um, you know, it gets easier. So yeah. Okay, well, that was really, that was a really great answer. Thank you so much. Um, What (laughs) do you believe is the future of wellness? Like, what do you think that looks like? 
for society as a whole, for our planet. Mm. That's a sweet and really big question. And, um, you know, I think that, um, so this is all obviously just my opinion, but I think that what we've done, you know, in the Western world now for a lot of years is um, we've put um, healing power outside of ourselves. You know, we've said, oh, I'll do what the doctor tells me, you know, I'll take whatever pill is prescribed. Um, And I think that we've, uh, we've weakened our connection to innately or intuitively knowing what's good for us. We've kind of, um, we've like exported our self-care or our, does that make sense? We've outsourced. Yeah. yeah, We've outsourced our self-care to just listen to what Mm -hmm. other people are telling us. But the thing is, is that we're the ones that live in our bodies 24 seven, you know, we're the ones who know what we feel like. Um, We're the ones who know when we eat a certain food, we feel this way. You know, when I do a certain workout, I feel this way. When I engage in certain activities in my life or in my relationships, it makes me feel this way, you know, so we're the ones always having that lived experience. And so I kind of hope that the, that the future of wellness um, looks more like um, educational where, where we can hopefully educate people to um, kind of take their wellness more into their own hands. Um, And I hope that it's a, it's a more integrative whole person approach, you know, and yoga therapy really is an emerging field. More and more doctors are, um, you know, there's more and more scientific studies validating the benefits Mm -hmm. of even just nervous system regulation, all of the, you know, diet, lifestyle, um, breathing exercises of yoga. And so I think as science continues to validate the practices, I hope to see, um, you know, the medical world move into a more whole person approach where, um, you know, I went to a doctor once and they told me, um, I had said I was having some allergies and I was asking them, this is a Western medicine doctor. And I was asking them about, um, you know, a certain food, could it be related? And she looked at me and said, there is absolutely no reason why something you eat would be affecting your allergies. And I just, Oh, my heart sank to the floor. And I was like, I just, I'm, I'm just gonna walk out of here then, you know, so what I'm hoping is that we we start to understand (laughs) more of these, uh, the interconnections of, you know, our work, our lifestyle, our relationships, our food, uh, as it relates to our wellness. And so not only, um, I hope the future of wellness looks more integrative in that way. And I also hope there's more education so that you know, all of us can better understand, um, you know, if I eat certain types of food, I'm likely to feel this way. Um, you know, I can make some really valid changes just by adjusting my diet or adjusting my sleep schedule, you know, you name it. Um, and I hope kind of we put more power into people's hands to intuit what they need, yeah. you know, and having the right education. And I think it's people like yoga therapists, yoga teachers, um, you know, naturopaths that can really educate um, people about what that is and how to do that I think that's like for me like that is like being a massage therapist and yoga teacher like that is part of my like mission here on the planet in which I was downloaded with which was just Mm. tell people that every all the healing they need is actually inside you know yes it it comes from within themselves so yeah yeah that really strongly 
And even just, um, you know, a, maybe a bigger nod to what stress reduction can do for healing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, so Alyssa, mm-hmm. I just want this moment right here to be, you know, informative to people. How can you be reached? Um, how can people learn more about yoga therapy? Are there any shout outs mm-hmm. that you would like to give? Uh, maybe like anything, anybody you you think is um, also worthy of like being connected with? Yes. Yes. Okay. So um, my shout out will be to um, the woman who I learned yoga therapy from and who I trained with. Her name is Nancy Candia. She runs a, um, a nonprofit called Yoga Impact. Um, so look up Yoga Impact or look up Nancy Candia, C-A-N-D-E-A. Um, she does really fabulous work. Or if you are, you know, interested in taking, if you're a yoga teacher and interested in learning more um, in advanced level trainings, she's a great trainer. Um, I can be reached at um, Soul Shape Yoga. So on Facebook, um, my my uh, yoga page is Soul Shape Yoga. On Instagram, it's at Soul Shape Yoga. Um, I'm the most active on Instagram, I would say. I do have a YouTube channel um, with classes, uh, with new classes being uploaded each week. Um, YouTube channel is called Soul Shape Yoga. Yeah, <laughs> My, my website is soulshapeyoga.com. And so you can read more about me there. You can read more about what I do with yoga therapy and um, find uh, my own trainings or uh, events that I'm hosting. And yeah, I'm, I mean, so this is being recorded during the time of COVID-19 quarantine and lockdown. And so while, um, you know, while uh, studio spaces are still closed, um, you can find my online teaching schedule um, posted each week on Instagram and Facebook. So until we can catch up in person, uh, maybe we can catch up online. Right on. And uh, when lockdown is over, um, do you expect to be teaching anywhere specific? You know, where I've taught for the last few years is at Papa Kona, um, uh, restaurant in downtown Kona and they have a lovely open air, um, open to the ocean, um, space for practice. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so that's my main, um, teaching place, uh, in Kona. And once in a while I teach workshops at the yoga nest. Oh, I'll also give a shout out to the yoga yeah. nest. If you haven't been there yet in Kona, highly mm-hmm. recommend it. Um, and so, uh, well. yeah. And, <laughs> Oh, yes, of course. And so, um, yeah, but generally just keeping up with my Instagram um, or Facebook page is going to be the best, um, the best and most current way to find me at any given time. Wonderful. Yay. Well, I think we're done unless you have anything else that you'd like to add. Really appreciate it. I just want to say thank you so much for inviting me to come talk about yoga therapy. It's what I love. It's my favorite thing. I'm happy to share it. Yes, thank you so much. I'm so happy that you shared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, guys, that was so fun. Thank you again, Alyssa, for sharing all the things that you did. And thank you guys for listening. Next week, I believe my guest is going to be Beth D'Angelo, the spa director from Four Seasons. And I'm not quite sure what the topic's going to be, but it's going to be something Ooh. good. So tune in. Again, I'm Melissa Catherine Lotus Hart here with Alyssa Kratz. 
and this was free flow aloha